This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Round Table, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the ACCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talkin they about. can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. Yeah. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, sir. and pay attention, what? cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. We have none other than A.D. Drew. That's the uh, professor, clinical professor. He's going to drop some knowledge today. We'll end up looking at the wide receivers. We gave you a quarterback on Tuesday. Go back and check it out. Breakdown for major and mid-major division. We'll give you the wide receivers to keep your eyes on for major and mid-major decision. We'll see what the experts say here to keep your eyes on to make sure that you're not only looking at your team, but make sure there's some special talent out there uh, at the FCS uh, HBCU level programs, as well as Division II and NIA with the mid-majors we talk about. So welcome to episode 292 of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. For institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We are filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCWH to 30 a.m. studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper. That's the multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, I want to start this off because I want to give a shout out to my colleagues over there at Sports Wrap as they get it done. As they did a little shout out this Sunday where they talked about, obviously, the passing of the legend. Um, And during that dialogue, they talked about the NBA should consider retiring a number. You mm. say, what? Where is this coming from, Dr. Phil? What does this have to do with HBCU? Well, one of the things that you need to consider is the fact that you had this broadcast that went in and just 
came out with this. And so you want to know, is he, is NBA taking a sneak peek on Black College Sports Network in terms of what that looks like? Bill Russell? Well, maybe not. But if I was AD Drew, I'd make sure the world would at least think it and make sure people know it. I'm sure he's ahead of it, so he's going to put that out. Hmm. But I thought I would do my part and shout him out when you talk about Bill Russell, the legend, um, as he passed, and just how he was obviously uh, a champion, unlike any other, as y'all broke down on the show and you talked about his career, 13 years. Uh, you bring in the college years, two championships he did there. Remember at that time you weren't playing as freshman. Obviously he won championships with a legendary franchise that he helped build into the legendary. Then he slides into the coaching ranks. And I say that because he did it with, uh, with grace in terms of winning championships as head coach, player coach. Um, and so many different accolades. And then probably one of the most important parts they did is he uh, was another uh, crusader in terms of civil rights, human rights, uh, particularly for African-Americans in this country in regards to um, what he saw that was being done to black folks. And he had to deal with it personally, uh, but he did it in style and grace. So shout out to the NBA for my opinion, getting it right, uh, making another statement in terms of what we did. Obviously you see that with Major League Baseball with Jackie Robinson. Uh, NBA seems to be far ahead of the curve of uh, taking their rifle place and making a statement here. Kareem calls Russell one of the giants and leaders in sports activism. So the fact that Kareem put his blessing on in a lot of ways, obviously mm. significant substance to me in terms of what we see with the dialogue. And we see this when it's banter, it's fun in a lot of ways, but we see it where sometimes we allow it to carry itself away where we don't understand that the greatness in our power is our ability to navigate this space as a group, a collective, if you would, since we're talking about these NIL collectives, the power is in that collective number, which means, yes, we have some fun in athletics on the field where we go out each other and certainly want to win and win championships, win the victories. But the greater cause is understanding what it means in terms of this HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics. Uh, in a lot of ways, obviously, it's connected to the business of HBCU sports. And as I like to talk about is the HBCU sports culture pedagogy that we put out there giving us a framework of how we look at it. So I'd be remiss if I didn't put that on the table. So I thought that was uh, good as well. I also wanted to do a little favor. You know, I like to share the love around here, especially when I see good things. Perry White, some of you may know Perry over there uh, out of Arkansas, uh, but alumnus of Southern University. You can go check out his work uh, where he does a little six-minute snippet where he breaks down each of the teams in the SWAC a preview of the team's record, stadium size uh, from last year, predicted over the finishes, and he uses a simulation in terms of the games. So he doesn't necessarily go in terms of his perspective, but he just gives an overall view of key players, uh, where they were predicted in the conference that many of us know. But it's a nice little piece of work. Uh, you can go to On The Yard Sports Network, On The Yard Sports Network, where he's dropped uh, some of these dimes, and you can see – uh, all 12 schools where they break it down uh, in terms of each team players to watch out for. Simulation was interesting in terms of a program that does a simulation of where people finish. He gives a shout out to them. Um, so shout out to um, Perry as he's getting it done 
Perry White. I thought that was pretty nice. So I wanted to share the accolades, especially when I see people doing great work out there. With that, let me pass it along. Today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency, LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Uh, getting a lot of love for the folks out there today. Uh, Carol Kellum, Purview, Lennon. Blow is out here and representing the hashtag Behold the Green and Gold, hashtag Spartan Nation. Good to see no folks staying in the house representing uh, Lennon. Good job. Appreciate you as we open and spread the love. Good to see you. Uh, Carol, Carol Kellum is good evening, Lab TV in the house. Ricky Burton, one of our regulars. Karen Griffin, always sharing his love from Southern California. George Atterbury. Anthony Weston says, What's up, everybody? Uh, I love this. Lennon said, did everybody do their homework? That is the question of the day. Did you do the homework with the wide receivers? I told you about it. I'm going to ask for the papers. You know the rule, Charles. At the beginning <laughs> of the class, I'm in the class, you put it at the front desk. There should be no questions. You know the routine. Don't try to scribble it late. Either you're going to be ready or not. Come in there. Shouldn't be nothing there. Put it at the front, and we'll talk about it later. So we're going to see, Lennon. Who did the homework? George Atterbury says, Miak, via Howard, Air Jordan University, checking in. No doubt. I love it. We will get in a little bit about that. I love the deal in a lot of ways. 20 years. Interesting. Without the numbers, I won't say good or bad, but that is fascinating. Long length of the contract. In terms of apparel, there's something about that I like, but I really would like the numbers. I understand you got to do your homework, do your deep dive to get those numbers. Without that, Going could go either way. They know what they be talking about. Edwin Dwight Moore giving us some love there as always. Troy Lamont Coleman. G is gonna win the Swag West. Okay, okay. We will keep you to it. The Ron Waters is in there waving and letting us know. Emma Price, uh, Wendell Davis. That's brother Wendell Davis. Appreciate you six. Emma Price, again, Karen Griffin says, what homework? Uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> somebody did tell Karen in got, terms of the She got to check the syllabus. That's not right. Got to check the syllabus. it's in the syllabus for sure. With that being said, <laughs> let me go to our guest today, if you would, Charles, being uh, coach and polite as we are. Let's go to clinical professor Drew. Drew, what is some of the hot news in your opinion of the day? What's on your mind? Well, you know, since I'm like the king of the small schools and uh, D2s and NAIAs, I'm going to start with the uh, a story out of one of our mid majors. Saginaw Valley State University of the Great Lakes in the Collegiate Athletic Conference and Bowie State of our very own CIAA, that's the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, for those who don't know what that acronym stands for, have announced a unique collaboration of Common Ground that will highlight the history and experience of HBCUs. The two Division II, NCAA Division II programs were scheduled to compete in a football game on September 10th at SVSU's Wicks. Stadium, excuse me. It will combine uh, SVSU to offer several educational and cultural events in the days leading up to the game. 
including an appearance by the renowned Symphony of Soul marching band, joint program hosted by both faculties, by faculties of both institutions. So uh, SBSU is the youngest public university in the, Mich in the Michigan system, founded in 1963. Great, great information. Fascinating. We've seen that to some degree at the FBS, some of the Power Fives getting in here in North Carolina. Pam, you, they put in there. You heard about Tennessee and Notre Dame. They came out when they announced that that game was going to be on the schedule for 2023. That was some of the things that they wanted to do. And you've seen this um, more not at that level, but not between Division II schools. So in a lot of ways, it's just interesting. Um, there are some good things, I think, that can come out of it. Some concerns that I'm looking at. Um, so I would like to see um, in regards to what that looks like in terms of a little more events. I know they talked about step shows, but I heard it's going to be some dialogue uh, about the history, uh, which they alluded to to some degree, but more than just activities, which certainly should be good when you bring it all together. With that, let me go to you, Charles. What's on your mind? What's out there that you see lighting things up for HBC Sports? Uh, sure thing, Doc. Well, we touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but the rumors are true. Howard University and Jordan Brand reached a 20-year deal. Howard University and Jordan Brand are now married at the hip. For the next 20 years, uh, the HBCU and the world-famous brand have reached a 20-year partnership agreement uh, that aims to elevate Howard's athletic department on a lot of new opportunities for the recruitment and inspire the generation to dream of excellence. I want to thank Stephen Gaither for contributing to this report. Howard University and Jordan Brand share a legacy of excellence and deep commitment to the Black community. That is a statement from Jordan Brand President Craig Williams. Uh, as an HBC graduate, I understand that educational impact and institution like Howard University has, we are proud to partner with Howard University and see the growth in Black talent on the field and well beyond this. So kudos to Howard University and Jordan Brand. Uh, they have... Uh, partner now for the next 20 years first thing that popped in my head doc was it's almost like a stadium deal you know where there's this this long-term uh deal that you see sometimes with uh, uh pro sports franchises and 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 the naming rights of a stadium but uh kudos to howard for uh, uh pulling this off with two iconic brands howard university and the jordan brand first thing i'd say kudos to the howard women's basketball program in front of this, they made sure that they were on Twitter. Uh, they had a great uh, logo out there that had the famous uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Air Jordan, high top sneaker in the colors of Howard University, red, blue, uh, with the HU on it, looking really nice. So they got that out there. Again, I like to point to the fact that you pointed out the 20 years and how that kind of stunned you at first. And a lot of that, uh, as we talked about on Tuesday at the end of the show, um, we've heard a lot so much about the television deal um, and how they tend to be shorter in nature. And that's what we read about. Obviously, the long one is from ACC and how it's been uh, getting some negative press because of the length of the contract and how it's not keeping up. And so I think that kind of provides negative spin of what we're talking about. But when you compartmentalize it, as you said, in terms of naming rights, you tend to get those longer deals. So if the financial mm -hmm. are right there, the fact that you have a longer deal is good. The other part I like that is oftentimes you see shorter deals um, in terms of apparel. Uh, but the problem is, is you get a new athletic director or a president 
And then you have people that want to change the apparel deal. And that's not bad in itself. But if you don't get a really strong deal and you're not careful, you put sunk a lot of cost in the past apparel deal. But now you got to change all the Coley apparels that you have for the athletes, which is uh, embedded cost. So in that way, it also is a good thing to have a long deal in terms of the fact that you really get to connect with the brand in a lot of ways. You get to make sure that you can continue to use uh, uniforms and you can add a differentiation of the uniforms, but you can use the older brand uh, uniforms because you're still with that contract. So great points when you look at it, the good, bad. And I think while some people may have paused with 20 years, that's some positive framework of why 20 years could be solid particularly if the numbers really speak to uh, why there's some value in that. Let's jump to our first break. We'll come back, get into a couple more news. And then, as we said, we get to the second half of the show. Stick in there and stick with us because in the second half, we're going to go into the wide receivers. But we're going to come back after this first break and talk a little bit more about some of the hot news out there, Uh, some good stuff out there in the place of HBCU Sports. We'll give you some of my thoughts on that and why it's hot for us. Stick with us after this first break. We'll be right back. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Network. Tell everybody they can follow their dreams. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team if they wanna lose. Yeah, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Doctor Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Charles Bishop and AD Drew. As we get back into some hot news of the day, I'm going to you, Charles. Started off for me. What's still hot on your mind? 
What are you thinking right now in terms of HBCU landscape? What has you excited? Well, of course, we talk a little bit about sports biz, especially on HBC level. And this uh, right up the alley there, NIL group agreement, a reach uh, with North Carolina Central. Uh, North Carolina Central has teamed up with the brand group to establish a group licensing deal for their student athletes. Uh, this collaboration creates new opportunities for North Carolina Central student athletes in all 15 sports who want to use their name, image, and likeness together with the university's official trademarks and logos. This marks the first of what TBG hopes uh, will be numerous partnerships with HBCUs and creates opportunities for companies and brands to support student athletes at HBCU. So uh, big news coming out of North Carolina Central Athletics with regards to uh, establishing this uh, group dynamic, group licensing program for their student athletes. Oh man, great point. When you get into the business side of that, I love North Carolina Central. They find a way to make sure that they do a lot of the business uh, first or upfront um, as they've done it before in different ways. And this is just another example when you look at the licensing. I love it. Keep it coming. Uh, great points you made with that, too, as well. Let me go to you, A.D. Drew. What else do you have on your mind? Got to take it back to the D2 level. And this time, a story that touches my heart because it's about Tuskegee. And the Tuskegee Alumni Housing Foundation on Friday presented a president Dr. Charlotte Boris and Athletic Director Reginald Ruffin with a check in the amount of $78,000. Now, for y'all, Charles, up there that D1 level, $78,000 don't sound like a whole lot of money. But for us D2's private institutions, that's, that's a nice chunk of change. So uh, the money is intended to be used to assist in the continuation of the facility enhancements made by athletics to be more particular, the renovations and the improvement of the Golden Tigers locker rooms and floors in the Chappie James Arena, which is the basketball facility and volleyball facility there at uh, Tuskegee University. So, Yeah, I agree with you. Significant money, significant money, especially when it's coming from the Alumni Association, mm -hmm. uh, them putting in the work. Shout out to Tuskegee getting done private institution as they continue to lift the veil, as you like to say around those parts. G-Boom Holly says two SWAC schools make up the top 50 mid-majors, PVAMU, that's Prairie View A&M University, and Texas Southern University obviously puts Duke in small letters, but that's cold. He's referencing basketball, so I don't want everybody to get too excited. That is Texas side <laughs> over there. We got a little time for that, but we may have a special we sneak out during football season Nice at the round table. Check that out as we're bringing that back. We might find some time on the Monday outside of our traditional shows uh, and sneak in some basketball talk the week before everything really gets started. Just to tease y'all and prime y'all a little bit. We'll get back into that full time after the football season, January, as things start to kick off. But I thought that was interesting uh, in terms of that. Uh, a lot of good things. Shout out to Eddie, Greg, Jordan, Harrison. Harrison Crawford, I should say, Donald Johnson, appreciate you. Uh, SBBTSU is uh, checking us out. David Barnett uh, showing us much love. You know, Karen Griffin's going to be excited anytime you say something about TU Tuskegee. Shout out there. Let me change it right back and go to you, Charles. Give me some more intriguing stuff. Are you going to stay with the business side or you got some HBCU culture stuff that you're going to share with us? What you got? Yeah, on those, your those. Mind? 
Well, I'm going to actually stay on the business side, and it does touch on the culture, culture of NIL deals within college athletics. But Shadow Sanders at Jackson State, he has reached the NIL deal with Porsche uh, to be a brand ambassador uh, for uh, the Porsche dealership there in Jackson. Uh, the All Swag Safety recently posted about his deal on his Instagram account showing off a black Porsche in front of a dealership. So shout out to Shiloh for getting that deal done, uh, being a brand ambassador for Porsche. Yeah, shout out on the real side. <laughs> Porsche. Man, I used to have a love affair with the Porsche. I don't know what over the age and change stuff, you know, you kind of mm -hmm. cool down a little bit, but no doubt about it. That's pretty nice. And the picture, the match, make sure you get it done. Uh, you see that uh, oftentimes for the quote unquote, the big boys, power five, but you find a way to get down to Jackson. Shiloh representing yeah. uh, NIDL. That's pretty nice. Nice business side perspective of what this is there. Uh, can't wait to see him driving around it. Tell him to make sure to be careful, though. Stay off the brakes. You know, don't get too happy in there. You still want to see him on the football season. No so doubt. Take care of yourself with that. With that. Um, and uh, if you find your way in the, you know, mm -hmm. passenger seat, make sure you take a picture for us as well. So, <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> oh, no wow. Uh, A.D., Drew, what else you got? What else is on your mind? Good stuff, I, people. I, I, I got to sneak this in before I get to the story I was going to talk to because I just saw this on, on the uh, script that you sent out. Folks, watch the Commanders fans, Barstool. Y'all don't know who y'all messing with you when y'all start messing with these with these frats and sororities. I'm just gonna leave you like that. Go to HBCUGameDay.com and read and read the story about what about y'all frat, but it was it, but divine nine stick together when it comes to certain things, you know. This is no not doubt. a step show, it's not a step show where y'all compete. But the story that I was gonna get into was uh Buddy Pew signs a contract extension with uh South Carolina State. I know Charles hates to hear that because that may mean if uh Jackson State gets there for the next few years, it's gonna be the prime and buddy show uh over the mm. next few years. But uh this comes one day after the university announced it was parted ways with athletic director Stacy Danley. Y'all read between those lines if y'all want to. Uh, South Carolina State, buddy, buddy <laughs> Pew played for the team. You like how I stuck that in there? From 71 to 74. Yeah, really, really. He was a uh, senior member of the first ever conference championship winning team. He's been coaching at his alma mater since 1979. Uh, and it is 20 years at South Carolina State. He has an overall record of 143 and 80, including 109 and 38 uh, in, in the MEAC. And when Fabio was in the MEAC, we definitely contributed to some of those 109, more than our fair share. So I'm going I'm to <laughs> leave that right there. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. I thought that was interesting when you connect the two. Uh, we broke it on the show as somebody shared it with us that that was happening at South Carolina State. It was verified, obviously, on Wednesday. And then you hear today, contract extension. Man, fascinating in terms of how that works out. Read between uh, the I'll lines. dig into it to see if we can find <laughs> out a little more about it. i just saying, you know, yeah. can't always say everything you know. And then you I... snuck in there with the Washington Commanders. Uh, president sets Barstool straight uh, from HBCU game day, which was fascinating. 
we always talk about the diversity and people in there of understanding that. I remember on TikTok where the video kind of went viral. And for those that are into um, the National Pan-Hellenic, it wasn't a big deal. You automatically knew what that was. Uh, but as you said, with uh, fraternities uh, sticking together, obviously it was about Omega Psi Phi, but it was coincident, as was stated in that article, uh, that Wright is a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, country's oldest African American fraternity organization. So, See, I, so you know, I knew you were going to sneak that, that in. in the, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we know how to set it right. And he um, did a good job. So you need to read that. He talked about the Atomic Dog, Omega Psi Phi, the cues distinctly do when they hear the song. Um, and it is what it is. We've seen it for years. And so it's no big. You've seen it in football, but it, it reminds you of when folks are not socially aware, culturally open to different things, uh, you've heard it from different times when they would relate any hand signal coming from a African-American or black person to be a gang sign versus in some cases it could be fraternity um, signals. So it comes from that same platform and it's that dog whistle you talk about sometimes. So yeah, that was pretty ugly when you break it down. So I did want to kind of go a deeper dive as you put it in there. So it was great points. When you talk about it, all good stuff, all significant things when we uh, break down what's going on there. One more sneak back to basketball a little bit, make a marker. I um, was excited and delighted to hear this because he took, you know, a chance. You know, we hear that a lot with Jackson State, rightfully so. Uh, but it started in some ways on the back of basketball side with Howard Recruit, he signs with the Washington Wizards. And this is courtesy of HBCUsports.com. Go check that out as he signed. He's going to get his opportunity as an undrafted free agent uh, to get in the mix. Hopefully he can make the team. Certainly gives them more opportunities in the fact uh, that you have with Howard Bison, uh, recruit maker, marker maker, as they say, uh, has signed a deal and will be prominent uh, with his chance to do G League affiliate Capital City Go-Go's per Ava Wallace of the Washington Post. Um, and so that was fascinating to see, and I was excited in so many ways that the opportunity to come to him uh, and making that happen as he took a different route than a lot of folks can see. Uh, you never know when you do it uh, and you have the talent. It seems to find a way to make sure that you get your opportunities at the next level. With that said, we're up to it. Let's get into a second break. We'll come back and we'll break down those wide receivers. I want to hear what the professors have to say as they take a deep dive and give you some wide receiver players to watch. Again, if you didn't see it, check it out on uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday. That was episode 291 where we talk about the quarterbacks. Well, if you got a quarterbacks, that means either they're going to hand it off. We'll get a chance to look at the running backs next week. But if they're not handed it off, particularly in the modern age, it means they're putting it in the air and it tends to go to the wide receivers. We'll see who we think are some of the top wide receivers to keep on your mind. And this is a chance for you to do your homework and show out what you did. Let me know what you think about in terms of putting it out there as we have Anthony Weston with Laugh Out with the RQQ. Yes, sir. I see you, Anthony. With that, we'll take our second break. We'll be right back with a little more of the Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. 
myjbn.com backslash support for more information. Free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it rocks. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesser and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Question: What was the pre- what was the previous question you asked? You asked should, should the number six be retired in okay, basketball? So I could be I could go for that, and and for a couple of reasons. What was the other question? What was the Dr. Will, inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington's out of assignment, so I have none other than Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. And as you said, I told you, now the proof is in the pudding. I was talking. But let's get into it, as we said. I'm going to go to Charles, break it down. You give your top three from the descending order, obviously, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Let me know how do you break down wide receivers? What are you looking for that uh, a wide receiver would ha- be capable of or have to have to land in your top three, mid-major well, or major? Probably the first thing for me with regards to wide receivers is do they make the catch? The war? So <laughs> Let's get down to the like, basics. Yeah, I want to drop balls immediately. You know, you can, you can run away from people, but you can have stone hands. So, you know. Gator on. Yeah, gator on all that stuff. But uh, obviously, you know, when you take a look at it, can they catch the ball and then can they create a little space? And then what they do uh, with it after ball? So uh, yak yards is one of those things that I kind of take a look at. So based on those steals, uh, here is my – uh, top three um, from from three to one. My number three receiver, mid major, is a Johnson C. Smith. He's a dynamic ball player. When you talk about Reggie Bryant, forty nine receptions, six hundred ninety three yards, and seven touchdowns for Johnson C. Smith last season. Uh, right, just barely in front of him is a receiver at Showan, uh, Lawrence King. 
51 receptions for 658 yards, eight touchdowns. He's another dynamic playmaker uh, for Showan. And then my number one receiver, it's hard to go uh, find somebody better than Anthony Evelyn uh, for Lane College. 58 receptions, 777 yards. I did have a nice little honorable mention for Marcus Lodge and Miles. I think he's another one that kind of goes a little under the radar, but he's another dynamic receiver. But those are my top three at the major level. I like that. He started out with the extremely basics. He said, Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, ain't you, Drew? I mean, I mean. But before you get in your top two, top three, excuse me, one, let me know how much you are aligned with Charles. I guess we'll see that as you break it down. But what did you think about when you want to talk about what makes a great ride receiver? And please go a little more than can the catch. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm gonna give Charles his, but uh, I, one that I can playmakers. Can can you can you make plays? Uh, now, are you the Michael Irvin type of playmaker, or are you that are you that playmaker like uh, you know with 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 the blazing speed? Or do you have what I call Jerry Rice speed? And what is Jerry Rice speed? For those who don't know, we all know Jerry Rice was not the fastest person in the world. But did you ever see Jerry Rice get caught from behind? Never. You you know why? Never is the answer. In in my neighborhood, we call that uh, run for the dog speed. (laughs) When that dog is chasing you up the street, I don't care how slow you was, you never got caught by that dog. That was Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice had that run from your dog speed. So that's that, that's that's the best thing that I, I I can put out there. So those are just some of the little smaller things that I look for. Now I'm I'm glad I added a couple of extra people to my list because I'm gonna be honest. With you, Charles took two of the three that I was gonna do. So for conversational purposes, I just want to throw out two additional names if uh, if I don't get marked off for only giving two names, uh, Doctor Cavill. Go ahead. I did Let have, me know the two that you I had. had I, did have, I did have uh, Reggie Bryan from Johnson C. Smith, and I had Anthony Evelyn, and just from what he did against Tuskegee last year at the mm. game that I was at, you know, I, 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 I've seen Anthony Evelyn. <laughs> One game Evelyn. made sure that he was on the list. I yes, I, I've seen him. But I'm going to go off the beaten path with these other two. Sure. Uh, forgotten HBCUs, Winston Osmer from Lincoln of Missouri, 34 catches, 531 yards, 61 touchdowns, had a 100-yard game versus Northeastern. And if anybody knows anything about the MIAA conference that he competes in, the fact that you're able to put up those kind of numbers on an 0-10 team where people know they're going to get you the ball, I got to give you some props. Another one that I, I like that. That I want to put out there is Barry Hill. He's an upcoming junior for West Virginia State University. 42 receptions, 670 yards, four touchdowns, had two games with over 100 yards uh, of receptions. And West Virginia State, six or five in the Mountain East Conference, another one of those top conferences in Division Two. Usually get multiple playoff teams, just like the MIAA tends to get multiple playoff teams into the Division II playoffs. So putting up those kind of numbers against that type of competition, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your kudos right here on inside the HBCU Sports Lab. I like it. I like it. First, let me say, Charles, AD Drew has the cheat code. You know, anybody that is the writer for SIC, (laughs) he's showing out just a little bit. And then both of y'all are coming out with the tags. I love it. Can they catch? That's pretty good. Then he talks about run from the dogs. Yeah. Only on inside the HBC. You know what drives me crazy? I love I, I great receivers and they have, you know, drops. That just drives me crazy. I don't know what it is about, it you know, yeah, just it certain, should. you know, re- receivers who, who can break away from anybody, but they have an inexplicable drop when you don't need it. So exactly. And they always do it in terms of big games, big plays, big plays, big third down potential conversions or a big touchdown. It would have been, uh, and it just really stings that much more scenes when it's in those big plays. Let me stick with you, AD Drew. Give me your major division. What does that look like, major division? I'm probably gonna take all all the three that Charles had on his list and see if he got got some uh, honorable mentions on this list. Mm. Uh, and I saw all three of these guys that I have about this play last year. We're going to start off with uh, Abdul Fatai Ibrahim of Alabama A&M University, 67 receptions. The, the only receiver uh, on the list with over 1,000 yards, yeah. eight, eight touchdowns, not one. We're going to do the LeBron James, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five games with over 100 yards. In, in a game. So Abdul Fatai Ibrahim is is on my list. Uh Xavier Smith, Florida AM University, 64 catches, 713 yards, only had three touchdowns, uh, two 100 yard games. But let's let's look at some of those games that he had. He had 139 y- yards and 15 catches against the University of South Florida. He also had a nine reception game in the playoffs against Southeastern University, where while the team laid it in, Xavier against Southeastern, Xavier Smith went out there and balled out for FAMU. Uh, and Charles, you might want to cover your ears on this one. The Celebration Bowl most valuable player, Shaq mm-hmm. Davis, mm-hmm. South Carolina State University. He's an upcoming junior, redshirt junior. 43 receptions, 864 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, and, and Shaq Davis, when I say when I say that playmaker, Shaq Davis was that playmaker. You throw the ball up to him, jump ball, you got you to gotta lean towards Shaq Davis. Catch over the middle, Shaq Davis. Uh, you know, when he had three touchdowns against Sean Charles, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the man balled out when the lights were the brightest. So he's on oh, yeah. the list. Yeah, no doubt. Great point. Great top three. Before I go to Charles and his top three in terms of major division, was there anybody that you were maybe wrestling that was just outside of the top three that you think should get some consideration? Drew? Uh, C.J. Boulder from Alcorn. 40 receptions, uh, 668 yards, five touchdowns, three games with over 100 yards. And if, you just, and if you're talking about just on a touchdown uh, – Antoine Murray from Howard had seven touchdowns last year at over 600 yards. So those were two that were that were sitting right there. But those those first three that I named, in my opinion, are so far above the pack 
that you know they, you just gotta uh, give it. I'm go, I want to give it to Charles because I do have one other thing that I want everybody to consider. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, certainly. Go ahead, Charles. Okay. Let's get in your uh, top three. You know, I'm going to start off with my honorable mentions, and it, it was hard because from top to bottom, it's it's hard not to include these guys. But let me start with Jamare Sharif from Florida a uh, He's a, a one that I think uh, mm-hmm. could be one of those uh, receivers, those dynamic playmakers that can really uh, turn guys uh, around <laughs> left and right. Uh, another one, Jadakiss Bonds at Hampton. Uh, is another one that I think is uh, one of those top receivers, I think, in the country. And, uh, A.D., Drew, to your um, credit, you mentioned C.J. Bola uh, from Alcorn, 16.7 yards to catch, 40 catches for over 600 yards. But he's a big play uh, receiver, 16.7 yards to catch. So those were my guys that were just outside the top three. Uh, my top three – uh, he stuck those in there, just outside. Yeah. The top three. Just outside the top three. Just outside the top three. I and the top three, too. That was nice. I like the way you did that. The top three are real hard, but uh, I will go with Bethune Cookman, number three. Uh, Kamari Edwards, uh, 52 catches, 888 yards, 10 touchdowns. You know, Bethune Cookman, it was a rough season for them, but he was a true bright spot for that Bethune Cookman offense. But uh, And I think he probably could be. Uh, probably in that top three in terms of looking at NFL prospects, uh, especially from the SWAT. Uh, he has all the measurables with regards to uh, 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 making it on the next level. Uh, my number two, this was hard. I made uh, Abdul Fatah Ibrahim my number two. Uh, you talk about uh, one of the best receivers, I think, in the country. Uh, led, the, led the nation's fourth best passing offense, like you said, AD, over 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, a number of uh, a quartet of 300 plus uh, pass catchers, you know, when you take a look at around the country, but uh, he was one of the best, but number one for me, South Carolina state, Shaq Davis, 38 receptions, 747 yards, almost 20 yards per catch. You talk about jump balls. Uh, we talk about 50, 50 jump balls, guys, six, five, it's not really 50, 50. It becomes 70, 30 in most cases. You know, he's, <laughs> he's one of those guys. He can get up there and go get it and just make plays. But yeah, Shaq Davis, South Carolina state. He's definitely, uh, that's one of the top receivers in the country for me. And doc, you mentioned it on Tuesday, uh, Corey Fields gets left out of that conversation in terms of top quarterbacks. But you talk about Corey Fields and Shaq Davis from South Carolina state. Uh, they're going to make a lot of noise in the MIAC this season. Definitely, definitely. Well done. Well done. Drew, I knew you wanted to put something, uh, uh, a final pin on that before we go to this last break. Go ahead. You know, why, why are you playing over there, Charles? You know, you got a whole doggone wide receiver room over there that's, that's, that's second to none right now. And I ain't going to lie to you. That wide receiver room in, in Jackson, Mississippi, scared the crap out of me down in, going to scare the crap out of me down in Miami, Florida. We may have rat, the Rack Boys 2.0 at Florida A&M University, but y'all mm-hmm. got y'all got 2.0, 3.0, and 4.0 in y'all in y'all dog on wide receiving room over there at Jackson State, man. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to be cool about it, but you know, the, I, <laughs> yeah, they got some over. He said, "You know what he's talking about? He's verified." I can verify. Right. I don't know if he's talking about Rack Boys 2.0 or he's talking about GPAs 2.0 or 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this last break and get into some more.
Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. soon we is this the one well let's say i found the one who takes me to another level always stays calm under pressure most importantly the one that helps me discover the coolest places this sounds wonderful come outside i'll introduce you they're here definitely the one (laughs) introducing the all-new nissan frontier At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. It's like a loop machine. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. I want to come back to this last segment and get in a little more of the business side of this. Obviously on uh, Tuesday, we left off and all the talk is out there on the Big Ten. And the guys got a chance to mix it up in a little bit and talked about how that breakdown could come into the SWAC, NEAC, HBC Sports, whether it's SIAC, um, CIAA, and even the Gold Coast Athletic Conference. I wanted to go a little deeper in that and provide some other frameworks that we think about when you're talking about BRAC broadcast networks and what's out there and what is the nexus when you see um, some of these broadcast deals and things to consider, whether that's at the Power 5 level or whether that's in terms of uh, the next level for the SWAC. We talk about expansions. I thought uh, you had HBCU Sports post out there on Twitter, which was fascinating when they talked about looking at expansion for a different direction and how it could actually deplete some revenue out there. I put this out here a little bit, but he really did a good job of saying, hey, you talked about the combined, even though we've heard both conference commissioners talking about there's no interest in that. Um, and while it looks like it could be fascinating in terms of um, making sure you do it in a way that is beneficial. One of the things he put out there is the fact that if you combine the leagues, um, you're still at a position where you're working on the strengths of the basketball tournament, the NCAA basketball tournament. And there's two automatic bids. 
that's about worth $1.5, $1.6 million a year of winning the tournament. Well, if you go to a conference where you have one super conference as a term that people wanted to use it, even though we have Dr. Charles McCullough saying the SWAC in his view is a super conference, but the one that people are talking about, the expanding model, which would see the MEAC merge with the SWAC. Obviously, in football, you're talking about 18 teams. You have two programs in the MEAC that do not play football, so you find 20. Uh, but maybe people have not considered the fact that if you, you take away uh, NCAA bid, when you take away $1.6 million, $1.5 million, uh, flexing a little bit there. And another thought was put out there in regards to making the Celebration Bowl the championship game. In some ways, you can see in Atlanta uh, where there would be a lot of flavor for that. But if you're doing away with the conference championship game just for one uh, season Celebration Bowl slash championship game, you're taking away the revenue associated with the SWAC championship game, whether it's the Celebration Bowl. Well, that's another 750 to $1.23 million. So you're looking anywhere from a loss of $2.5, $3 million when you talk about the combination of a super conference coming together. So those are some things you talk about and what, and we haven't even got into the television side. So let me give you the top five things that you should consider. And I'm going to sneak one, six, one that's just outside of that. Some frameworks that you should consider when you're talking about these media right deals. What's the nexus? How do you consider this? How's the landscape changing? And you see a little bit this coming out uh, in terms of what you see the SWAT doing uh, with the ESPN component of it, the streaming platform of it, HBCU Go. Uh, you see it also with the CIAA, SIC with Aspire uh, Network, and then obviously SIC with the ESPN deal as well as the MEAC. Even when you start talking about um, them putting out their uh, the MEAC uh, strategic plan, or at least hinting at what the framework of that was and whether, however you thought about it. One of the things that you should consider when you're talking about those media rights is, you know, you always have this streaming versus linear conversation, you know, what's important. I think when you start seeing it and you've seen that really being the buzz from the Big Ten, what you want to do now is take advantage of both the streaming and the linear platforms and combine the platform and find a way to seek a package that has both rights, which strengthens your position in the network. Again, that's what you're seeing happen in the big 10 where they have multiple conferences, if you would, I mean, networks bidding for it, which drives up the rate, right? You open the rights for folks to bid on it. Conversely, what you see in the SEC where they got strong rights, but you see the Big Ten even being able to play that up a little more. Obviously, Big Ten has the benefits that they get to come after what the SEC does. It has bigger markets as well. We must keep that in there. And which was one of the big plays as USC saw the noise and news after about being a billion-dollar deal and thought that this was an opportunity for them to increase their revenue partner with UCLA. Now we're hearing the talks of $1.2 billion 1.5 billion, uh, where you're talking anywhere from 80 million to 100 million per teams, probably closer to 90 million. But part of that is you've seen the deals out there with 300 plus for each of the networks, which is brilliant. Uh, the way Commissioner up there is doing it for the Big Ten, looking at it where he's giving CBS, Fox having the main rights in a lot of ways, and also uh, with NBC 
uh, and in some ways mirroring what you see with the NFL. But the big part that's really going to take this over the top is the fact that you got the streaming components with Yahoo and Apple. You heard the big news yesterday as we got up with Apple coming out and them being able to talk about three million deals. So I think that's fascinating. Number five is considering should the MEAC and SWAT combine their media rights? That's radical for a lot of people out there. But let's say that the SWAT can get significant media rights by themselves. The MEAC can get some really solid media rights. If you combine the media rights and you find a percentage that allows both conferences to get not just evenly split because you have more teams in the SWAC than the MEAC, the fact that you can do it in such a way that you combine the aggregate and with the partnership of MEAC SWAC and you go to ESPN and talking about all these media rights uh, with everything coming together. What does it look like if you come with a combined package? Well, obviously the separate money goes to the SWAC in terms of them leveraging get a bigger piece of the pie. But let's say that you could get, um, just to put it out there, 15 million for the SWAC or something like that. We can keep it simple, um, 2 million per team. Uh, million and a half per team, so you put it out there. You get a million and a half for the SWAC. Well, let's say if you put them together, now instead of getting a million, a million and a half, maybe you get two million per team in terms of your total media rights. So some things. clock 3:30 7:30 making sure that you're open in a lot of ways is also important the very matchups of the game uh, another component is scale is the key to value rights how do you scale your rights and become in a way that you aggregate and you sell on the volume of your game so do you go from an eight game conference to a nine game conference one of the smart moves by the swag is moving away from the seven-game conference to the eight-game conference, which puts more value. Well, if you can kick it up a level nine, I know there's some people out there that are concerned about the non-conference games and playing more FCS or the money games. But again, if you can elevate to TV, you can offset that, and it becomes more important the value of your property when you talk about media rights. Uh, looking at rights on various levels, you know, I've talked about this to I'm blue on the face obviously moving away from the exclusionary deal. In some ways, you can see that uh, that has been a bone of contention and going from just ESPN, which was locked in, and uh, being able to open it up and again uh, HBCU Go. So now you've gone in from the primary rights to secondary rights. In some ways, if you can stretch it out and even get tertiary rights, it becomes even more valuable about negotiating that in the front end of the deal. Last one is media rights revenue, key parts of athletic funding and understanding that all these things will create greater value. So I kind of wanted to end off segment there. Uh, I know we're up against it uh, as we get into this, bringing in uh, A.D. Drew, maybe you can tie in a little bit on Sunday and give your thoughts in terms of how we broke this down then. And Charles, as we get in next week with Mike, I want to come back and get 
your further thoughts on this uh, as we get into it. So thanks for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Let me know what your thoughts. Hopefully we can get some more discussion and continue to understand the dynamics of media rights, broadcasting rights. Uh, what does this mean to take programs to the next level? We see the value of what SWAC is in terms of just the volume of people getting out there and discussing it, the value of HBC Sports, the partnership between the MEA and SWAC that is driving up those values even more. So make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop with our clinical visiting professor uh, today with A.D. Drew. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Mills Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you like and subscribe as we continue to grow the numbers. We appreciate you. Make sure you download my JVN, my BCSN. Check out the other specials that we have on the network that's including the pregame show. As they continue to climb over 15,000 on YouTube, they continue to give you great insight. Everybody's excited about a season. You heard A.G. Drew sneak out there about the wide receiver core uh, and what that may look like. If you want insight and sneak it out, Charles will give you that behind-the-scenes look in terms of as he's being coy and nice on this show because it's a broader perspective. But he doesn't hold back on the pregame show. Then you got A.G. Drew, the Masters, of really giving you in-depth knowledge of all things HBC Sports, NIA, Division II, uh, bringing great highlights and obviously with the FCS. So make sure you turn in with Brian and AD on the sports wrap. And in the middle of the week, we have none other than the Orange and Dream Strike Zone. Look for 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast from Prairie View as they are coming back on and giving you some highlights of coming back and then looking to make a streaming platform as well. And then you close it out on Saturday uh, as we give you Charles, I mean, Carlos Brown, uh, the Carlos Brown show as he does his uh, highlights from 11 to 1, giving you some super size of SU and then a broader perspective of uh, HBCU sports as well. So wanted to make sure we give that nice at the round table. Did I leave any out, A.D. Drew? Volume, hit your mute. Hit your mute. Sorry, B.J. Jones will be coming back in a couple of weeks uh, with uh, Inside HBCU Football. Uh, I think he's planning on coming in maybe around week zero, week one with his uh, weekly show on Sunday nights that follows uh, Sports Wrap. And we'll be going back to our Sunday show where he joins us Sunday morning. So we'll give you some breakdowns on those Saturday shows. Uh, we'll get to sneak in Charles as he's on the sidelines. So we know we'll make sure we uh, has him as he sniffs the grass and make sure he can give you all uh, the hard hits and big time plays and catches uh, quite like any other uh, with B.J. Jones breaking down the football analysis. And we give Mike that's going to give you data points to make sure you keep the points on that. With that being said, dream big, continue to move forward. we we'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Drew? Lecture. Dismiss. Well, holla. Hello. Uh,